Welcome back to the Act Protect Engage podcast. I am your host with the most, Chase H. I am the CEO of Act Protect Engage. Thank you for joining me. That is a scene from Gladiator, one of my favorite movies, and perhaps the greatest movie uh, that shows Roman life at when it relates as it relates to gladiators and legionary combat. I hope you enjoy our podcast today, episode eleven. Gladiators of Ancient Rome. God bless you. Ape. y'all tuning in today this is the ape academy podcast this is an educational podcast sponsored by the uscca the united states concealed carry organization the best second amendment advocate group in the country and also bravo concealment holsters use code ape 10 at checkout for 10 percent off okay uh they offer some of the greatest inside the waistband and outside the waistband holsters on the market they also have tactical belts tactical mag pouches okay so i'm a little late with this podcast guys uh because i had some technical difficulties uh podcasting is not as easy as i make it sound so uh we had some uh little screw ups yesterday but we're back on track today i hope you guys enjoy this podcast we're talking about the gladiators of ancient rome and you might ask, be asking uh, or wondering, Chase, you know, why are you doing this? You know, you just had a whole bunch of stuff on shooting and all that good stuff, shooting and, and um, the legal side of, of the Second Amendment. Well, I decided to shift focus a little bit because this podcast isn't just about guns and shooting. You know, it's also about the martial arts spirit, the warrior spirit, how to channel it, how to channel that ancient war inside of all of us. And, you know, a lot of these wars of, of old are great examples for us now. You know, remember, guns are just tools. It's the person behind the gun that matters. It's that mindset, that violence of action that we need to harness in order to protect ourselves against these ruthless folks out there. It's a cold world, okay? And it's important to know some of these historical figures because, you know, it's cool. <laughs> Plus, you can be filled with useless knowledge that you can share at the freaking... Uh, Thanksgiving dinner table or the Christmas dinner table just in time for the holidays. So bear with me, guys. I'm not going to make this too long. Um, I want to make sure all my equipment functions correctly. So I want to do a shorter podcast today just to make sure my equipment is functioning properly and it sounds good. Okay, first things first, let's define gladiator. What is a gladiator? 
A gladiator is an ancient combatant, a professional combatant in ancient Rome. Okay, well, they are ancient, technically. Yeah, it's a gladiator. It was a professional combatant in ancient Rome. Okay, that's the definition according to the Encyclopedia Britannica, which is where I got most of my research for this podcast. Um, I have more uh, podcasts on Rome coming soon. We're going to talk about the legions, okay, which is a pretty cool subject. All right, so let's talk about the origins, the origins of the gladiator. Okay, so just like any other major civilization throughout history very successful civilization like the mayans the aztecs uh the persians the greeks okay the macedonians under alexander there was a people that came before them and they based a lot of their culture and a lot of their rituals their religion their warfare their technology on the people before them okay the etruscans were the civilization on the italian peninsula that came before rome all right so rome inherited the Italian Peninsula from the Etruscans, okay? And they hit their pinnacle of power in 6th century BCE. Many features of the Etruscan culture were adopted by the Romans who succeeded them in power, okay? Uh, the Etruscans were located between the Tiber and Arno rivers in central Italy, all right? And what the Etruscans used to do, they used to, they used to use gladiators at funerals. And the funeral, you know, of, of aristocrats or the royal family or rich folks. And the reason being was what they were thinking was, hey, if these gladiators fight to the death and they die in battle, they will become the armed retainers, the armed bodyguards, the armed servants of these rich folk in the afterlife. So even in death, gladiators had a purpose. They served a purpose for the Etruscans. Okay, the martial culture was really, really strong in Italy at the time. Warriors were highly sought after and highly praised. So dying in combat honorably was, was, was seen as almost like a blessing. All right. Um, so that's that. Okay. In Rome, gladiator shows became very popular. And the first known gladiator exhibition was in 264 BCE. And it started off with three pairs of gladiators. So that's six gladiators. Six gladiators, okay? At the height of the Roman Republic, well, not the height, I would say, the later Roman Republic under the emperors, it grew up to 5,000 pairs. Okay, so you do the math, okay? So start off with six guys, kind of in a low, in a, in a local little, you know, show, and then it grew to these huge events in the Colosseum. That was much later. So the show started off, right? You know, like anything else, starts off slow, starts off small, one day of games, you know, here in Houston, the Astros are really popular, although they choked in the World Series recently. We're not going to talk about that, though. <laughs> no. Oh, sorry about that. Anyway, um, so in Houston, right, on, you know, any given day, there's an Astros game. You can expect a few thousand people there. It doesn't matter if it's a Sunday. It doesn't matter if it's a Tuesday afternoon, whatever. Same thing with the Roman shows, okay, the Roman gladiator shows. There's always going to be some people who show up, all right? It's, it's pretty popular. Um, and they were also not just confined to the to Rome itself, the city. They also were thrown. The shows were were, were thrown all around the empire in smaller amphitheaters. So in the, in the territories, in the provinces, and if you hit the big time, so Rome was like the Super Bowl, right? Rome was like the UFC in MMA. Like if you made it to the, to Rome to fight, you were a big deal because 
that is the center of the Roman universe, right? Remember, Rome conquered most of the known world at the time. So Rome was the hot-ish on the block. Like, if you were a Roman citizen, you were it, right? So everyone wanted to be a Roman citizen. All the subjects were trying to be Roman citizens eventually because you got more rights that way. So everyone wanted to be in Rome, and the gladiator games were very, very popular. Okay, so we're going to go over the classes of gladiators. So, you know, like... You ever played like RPG? Like my son plays RPGs. Like any nerds out there, like Skyrim or whatever. You know how they're different like classes of characters, like the mage, the the freaking uh, the archer, the warrior, the thief, the assassin, whatever. So they're different classes of gladiators. Okay, and they're they're distinguished by their weapons that they fought with. Excuse me, and the way they fought. Okay, the most popular and the most common were the Samites. They fought with a uh, with the national Roman weapons, which was a large oblong shield, a visor, a plumbed helmet, right, which is a really cool like horsehair helmets, you know, with the, with the feathers, you know, like the Spartans wore. And then they had a short sword, with, aka the Gladys, which was a double blade, a uh, double edged uh, thrusting sword, right, really short, powerful, sharp sword. All right, the Roman legions. Uh, glamorize that sword that was the sh the the uh, sword of the Roman legion okay the Thracians they were armed with a round buckler which was attached to a forearm with leather straps like a small shield attached to the forearm and they were armed with a dagger that was curved so you know ever ever see my videos about the karambit which is a Filipino blade it's the curved Filipino blade same thing okay so uh, the blade is curved and it's super sharp. All right, and they have light armor, and they were matched up against their Mermilones. I can't pronounce it. It's really hard to pronounce these Latin words. And they were armed in the Gaelic fashion, which was a shield, a sword, and a helmet. All right, so the Gauls were like the arch freaking enemy of Rome. It's like the Cowboys to the Eagles. Right, like arch enemies. <laughs> right, like. The Romans would fight the Gauls all the time. The, the Gauls were in, in what is now modern-day Germany, okay? And the Romans would have to cross the Rhine River, right? So that was like the un... That was like... Oh, that was dangerous territory. Once you hit the Rhine, across the Rhine, you didn't know what was going to happen. That's where the Gauls were, right? There were a bunch of loose tribes. And occasionally, the only time they came together was to fight the Romans, right? And they were, they were vicious. They were great warriors. But their, their, their fault was that they were unorganized. And um, when they did organize, they, they, they gave the Romans fits, okay? So they were very popular fighters, and later in the empire, they were used as auxiliary troops, some of the best troops the Romans had. But um, they also fought in the arena as slaves or criminals that they were captured in battle. Okay, they have a few more classes, so bear with me, guys. We got the Netmen, the Ritarius. They were matched up against the Secutor, which was the Pursuers. Uh, the net men were armed with only a short tunic <laughs> or an apron. So like a little half shirt, like a little tank top, a little tank. And uh, they had a, a, a silly net. You know, remember the scene in Gladiator where the guy, they were fighting, uh, Maximus and his boys were fighting the guys with the net? In the trident, those, that's, that was those guys, okay? They had a trident. But the, the guy they fought was fully armed, which was kind of like ridiculous. It was unfair. They must really hate you if you were uh, Retarius. But if he was successful in snaring his opponent in the net, he would finish him off with his trident. All right. 
Then you had the guys, the Anabate, I don't know if I'm pronouncing it, it's a Latin name. They fought on horseback and they wore helmets with closed visors, which was basically like fighting blindfolded, which I would not want to be them. Uh, then you had the two knife men. They were in the later empire. They, had, they carried two swords, which is pretty dope. Uh, then you had the chariot men, the fighters in armor, and the lasso men. And you can kind of put those together. Use your imagination. Uh, for the chariots, there's also a scene in Gladiator with chariots. Um, and the chariots were, were used by Britons, by the Britons. Britons were another thorn in the Roman side. The Romans had a lot of trouble taking care of those guys. Actually, I don't think they ever conquered Britain totally. Um, they built Hadrian's Wall, which stretched the, the length of the uh, British Isles, but they weren't able to conquer Britain, man. They were tough fighters. They fought from chariots, and they used archeries, you know, archers, and they used archery to their advantage and the mobility of the chariots to really do damage on the legions. Um... The lasso men use, you know, lassos. Obviously, you're thinking like the rodeo, right? But obviously, much thicker rope than that. And they would snare their opponents up, and they would finish them off in close range, okay, with whatever weapons they're armed with, all right? The show, let's talk about the show. So is, is anyone in here a member of a fraternity or sorority or any type of, you know, student organization in college, right? So you guys would know that when you want to throw a party, you have to advertise, right? You have to hand out your flyers at the student union. You got to put them at the bus stop. You got to hand them out at, at the, after class, whatever, like the dining halls. The Romans did the same thing by promoting, uh, when they promoted their uh, gladiator contest, okay? So they would sell handbills in the market. They would put them on public buildings, put them on, on houses. They would, you know, you know, just talk about them on the street corners, in the, in the bathhouses, everything, Okay. And the the, the uh, flyers were advertised the chief pair of competitors. So, so kind of like the UFC main event, Maximus, the, the Demon Slayer versus Tiberius, the Elder, the main event of the day. And then it would be the date of the show so people know when to show up, the name of who's thrown it. So like a promoter, like Fly Guy Promotions presents Wild Out Wednesdays. We have a lot of promoters in Houston, a lot of parties. So that's pretty much what that was, like the name of the giver. Like who's throwing the show? Like who's throwing the party, man? Let's show up. And what kind of combat is featured? So if you don't like the chariot combat, you're like, ah, oh, chariots are whack. Oh, man, dude, Tiberius' freaking show has chariots. I'm going to skip this one, and I'm going to go to Aquinius' show <laughs> who had the heavy combat guys with the tigers. That's pretty dope. I want to go to that one. So that's kind of how it worked, all right? Um, the show began, it opened up with a procession, so pretty much like showing off, like strutting their stuff. You know, like NBA games were like, the 2021 Philadelphia 76ers at center, 7 foot 1, 255 pounds, Joel Embiid, beat, 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 beat. It's kind of like that, like they had a procession where they would show off and get the crowd hype and stuff. Sorry guys, that was, I love the Sixers by the way. Uh, so the procession would, would go They would show the different gladiators And then they would do a mock fight With sword, with wooden swords and javelins To kind of get the crowd warmed up and ready for blood um, The real stuff Was announced by the sound of a trumpet That was a terrible trumpet Ignore that And then so that's when the real blood would start Okay, So it was announced where the real combat begins um, If you showed fear right? If you were like Oh you were pooping your pants and you're like, I don't want to do this anymore. Yo, this is crap. I hate this. 
and you showed fear, you were made to fight because you were a slave, pretty much, if you're a gladiator. Most gladiators were slaves or criminals, so they really had no rights anyway. Um, they were whipped and used, they used hot irons to force them to fight, which sucks. So you're fighting, you're going back and forth, and you're wounded. Say you're critically wounded. The crowd would go, habet, habet, which means he's wounded, he's wounded uh, in Latin. And if you were hurt really bad, like say you got your, your thigh slides open, you couldn't put any weight on your leg, and you're at the mercy of your opponent, completely at the mercy of your opponent, you would hold up your forefinger to the crowd, basically begging for clemency, begging for mercy from the crowd. Hey, hey guys, I'm done. You know, I'm ready to tap. Will you let me tap? Right? And the, it depends on the mood of the crowd, guys. I mean, if the crowd was having a bad day and they was boring as heck, they might, they might favor death. If they favored mercy, they would wave their handkerchiefs. Death, they turned their thumbs downward, okay? Some historians also think that they jabbed their thumb toward their chest like in a stabbing motion toward their heart. But most historians agree that they did turn their thumbs down. There weren't many rewards to be a gladiator, okay? So since you guys, were, since you guys, since gladiators were slaves and criminals, the rewards are mostly palm branches and applause and celebrity status. But, you know, some got a lot of money. It depended on how famous and how good you were. The movie of Gladiator did a really good job of showing, like, how the crowd can get behind a certain gladiator and how they're kind of worshipped as celebrities and looked up to. All right. That's a quick break. <laughs> it's time to hit our uh, musical interlude. If you guys don't know already, I usually do a musical interlude in the middle of the uh, podcast to break it up. I'll be right back in a flash. Ape. Fire. All these beats are done by Mr. Organic Dope, my boy, my childhood friend out of Philly, my hometown, man. God bless him, man. Love you. Alright, bro. We're back, guys. Alright, this is the last part of this podcast. I really want to make sure my equipment is functioning well, so we're going to make it short today. Thank you for joining us. Alright, guys. Political importance, all right? Gladiators were really politically important. You know why? Because they people wanted to be them. Although they were slaves and criminals, they wanted to be like them. They might not wanted to be them, but they wanted to be like them. And among the, and among the upper class, they were very, very sought after, especially among the ladies. They were seen as sex symbols um, within certain circles. And since you were a slave, you really had no rights to yourself, so you can be bought at any time and used for whatever people wanted so you do whatever you want to do in your head and to imagine that if you guys have ever seen the show spartacus um which i really highly if you want to learn more about gladiators watch the show it's freaking awesome i think it was on showtime or cinemax i can't remember but it's, it's dope i think there's three seasons and they're all great um so they're the bodyguards of famous people of, of politicians and generals so a lot of times there are clashes if there are rival factions in the Senate or whatever, 
and there were gladiator bodyguards they would clash and fight sometimes people died um, and there was also an uprising by, by a gladiator slash slave named Spartacus uh, occurred in 73 to 71 BCE and he really shook up the Roman Republic because what he did was he, he galvanized a bunch of slaves gladiators uh, criminals together and formed an, a ragtag army and really gave the Romans fits he murdered a bunch of Roman uh, nobility, uh, not nobility, but, you know, upper class aristocrats. He ravaged the countryside. He really gave the Romans fits. He actually uh, gave them a bunch of losses until the Romans decided that they really needed to get serious. And they brought an army in and crushed them, uh, crushed the army and captured Spartacus and then executed him. But the Roman, you know, sent a chill down the collective Roman spine. And they were like, man, we really got to do something with these gladiators and how we treat them and keep an eye on them. Because we basically have like a political powder keg in our backyard by the way we treat these folks. So they really kept their eye on them after that. Um, successful gladiators became celebrities and you can earn your freedom, but that was rare. Um, sometimes if you were rich, say you were rich in a, in a former life and you were disgraced for some reason and you were dragged down the social ladder... If you became a gladiator and you were successful and you were really popular and you fought well and you fought extravagant, you know, with flair and extravagance or whatever, you might be able to earn your freedom and also not earn your freedom. I'm sorry. Earn money. Right. Earn a living. Earn some of your honor back. All right. That you might have lost for whatever reason. Um, if you were the head of a ludus, which was a, a gladiator school. You were well-known, but you were also looked down on, which is weird because they actually worshipped the gladiators but hated the people who trained them. <laughs> so it was like, you know, we want to, we like you, but we really don't want to be associated with you. But in an in a ironic twist, the people who sold gladiators, who, who purchased gladiators, who traded gladiators kind of like as pieces of property were, were well-known and respected members of the community, you know, as businessmen. So that would be kind of like the uh, Optimo, I think, in, Glad in Gladiator, the character, the older man. That's well, He was a trader. Uh, he was a slave trader, a an owner of gladiators. He was well-respected within the Roman community because of his status. Okay, So um, that's, that's Gladiators in a nutshell. Um, it's a cliff note history of the Gladiator. Um, remember, guys, um, if you want to learn more there's a lot of great material out there check it out i got my source from uh encyclopedia britannica thank you mu so much for listening real quick housekeeping we have the merchandise store coming up soon just uh it's going to be up soon just in time for the holiday season we also have uh all our video lessons right we started off ape teaching right we had a bunch of videos a bunch of lessons those are now going to be on patreon okay uh, www.patreon.com slash ape defensive solutions we have three tiers 15 20 25 15 a month right cheaper than netflix you get access to all the basic lessons there's three brand new lessons per week the 20 dollar tier is an intermediate tier four uh three to four lessons per week and the tacticals got four new lessons plus the entire catalog is worth it is great teaching all right patreon has no restrictions like ig ig has a lot of restrictions i've gotten community standard guidelines all type of stuff so i decided to move my lessons and uh, from ig to patreon so it's, it's been great so far i'm still uploading uh lessons on there so check it out the link is in my bio on my ig page and also www 
patreon.com slash ape defensive solutions okay check us out if you have a few minutes please rate um review right if you have an extra few minutes review and subscribe we need to we get more people to listen to our message to, to join the ape army so thank you so much for joining us we love you guys we appreciate all the support you have given us okay without you we are nothing we live for the people we live to spread the word of ape god bless y'all you have a great night ape Organic Dope is my producer. Remember, guys, stay strong, stay vigilant, stay frosty out here, train hard, get after it, okay? Be positive. Put God first and your family first, and everything will work out for you, okay? God bless you all. Ape. Shout out to my wife. We met today, five years ago. Love you, Mimi. Thank you so much for being the best wife in the world. Ape.